with a series of devastating blows to the liberal elite. A narrow victory in New York, where the Democrats barely escaped, to a vital senator seat lost in New Jersey, and an outright red wave that took Virginia by storm. The Democrats had been hit with a series of blows, one after another, from two of Hillary Clinton's closest allies going down in flames, all the way to now, with a series of filibuster and spending bill related failures, from the spending budget having to be slashed in half and then slashed again, to Joe Manchin leaving the party and Kristen Cinema pushing back and joining the Republicans on multiple fronts. We now have seen the announcement of multiple high-profile Democratic retirements, starting with Nancy Pelosi retiring. That and more on today's episode of Inside Four Walls. Without any further ado, let's get into it. Our first story comes out of The Guardian. Will Nancy Pelosi retire at the end of this term? And if so, who will take her place? Some observers believe passage of the reconciliation bill would be a fitting coda to her decades-long political career. This article by Joanne Grieve. Amid Democrats' contentious negotiations over the bipartisan infrastructure bill and the reconciliation package, the House Speaker Nancy Pelosi was able to distract Capitol Hill reporters for a few minutes with their use of a certain C-word. Quote, I just told members of my leadership that the reconciliation bill was a culmination of my service in Congress because it was about the children. End quote. The Democrat speaker said at a press conference late last month. Moments after Pelosi made the comment, a reporter noted that, quote, culmination, end quote, often points to the end of an experience, quote, get out of here, Pelosi said to laughs from other reporters. The exchange exemplified Pelosi's other comments about her potential retirement, a hint chased with heavy dose of uncertainty. Despite her previous promises to fellow House Democrats, it remains unclear whether Pelosi will step down as Speaker of House at the end of this term. But one thing is certain, whenever Pelosi does decide to call it quits, her departure will mark the end of a history-making career for the first woman to ever serve in the House of Speaker. (laughs) Good riddance. As well as being a new era in Democratic politics, Pelosi has served as a top Democrat in the House of Representatives for nearly 20 years. And she has given some indications that her term, that this term may be her last. After Democrats regained control of the House in 2018, Pelosi was re-elected as Speaker, in part by voicing support for a proposal to enact term limits for the Chamber's top three leadership roles. The proposal failed to gain approval, but Pelosi said that she would still abide by its terms, which would require her to step down as Speaker by the end of 2022. When a reporter asked Pelosi about the early pledge after the elections last year, the speaker said, quote, What I said then is whether it passed or not. 
I will abide by those limits that are there. She added, quote, I don't want to undermine any leverage I may have, but I made the statement, end quote. The concern about losing leverage of Pelosi is seen as a lame duck leader. Maybe why the Speaker's office is quick to downplay any speculation that she may soon step down. Drew Hamilton, a spokesperson for Pelosi, said that the Speaker was focused right now on spearheading the infrastructure bill and the reconciliation package across the finish line. Quote, the Speaker is not a shift. She's on a mission. Hamill said, and yet... Some close observers of Pelosi cannot help but feel the passage of the reconcil- Reconciliation Bill would be a fitting coda to her decades-long political career. <sighs> While Democrats are still negotiate- negotiating over the specifics of the spending package, the final bill is expected to include an extension of enhanced child tax credit and funding to expand access to affordable child care. For a speaker who often discusses her commitment to improving the lives of American children. The bill seems personal to her. Ugh. I doubt this woman's even fucking read it. I mean, can we just take a moment to address it? This is a lady who, in 2008... My apologies. I meant 2010. But when it came to passing the Obamacare, this is what she said about the Obamacare bill. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. I'm sure the woman who was willing to say that sheer level of absolute retarded nonsense really read the bill that she wants us to just put through. Quote, I sat up when Nancy Pelosi said the reconciliation bill was a culmination of her congressional career. Nearly everybody assumes that this is her last term. But... That was the first time I had heard her speak publicly in such a uh, valedictory way. End quote. Said Susan Page, USA Today's Washington Bureau, Ch- Bureau Chief and author of Madam Speaker Nancy Pelosi and the Lessons of Power. Quote, muscling through the agenda of another Democratic president and a measure with such sweeping consequences, would cap her considerable legacy, end quote. Jim Manley, a former senior advisor to the then-Senate Majority Leader, Harry Reid, ugh, agreed that Nancy Pelosi probably wants to end her historic political career on a high note. Quote, she wants to go out on top of her game. Nothing more, nothing less, Manley said. Quote, she's not going to be driven out of the house on a note of failure, she only will go on her own terms, and for her, that's always winning, end quote. And if Pelosi does decide her time in Congress has come to an end, a second question immediately comes up in every conversation about the Speaker. Who will succeed her? Typically, that job would fall into the Speaker's top two lieutenants, the Majority Leader, Stanley Hoyer, and... Excuse me, sorry... <laughs> Majority Whip, Jim Clyborne. However, both of them, like Pelosi, are in their early 80s, which has sparked questions about whether it may be time for a fresh face to emerge as as the House Democratic Caucus. Pelosi herself has said that she views her second stint in the Speaker's chair as, quote, a bridge to the next generation of leaders. Quote, I'm a big fan of 
of all the House leaders. But they've done a very poor job of handling the idea of who's going to succeed the Speaker, Manley said, quote, Once they figure out who's going to succeed her, that person is going to have to figure out a way to work with all the different aspects of the caucus as well as she did, end quote. Did she? Who did she work well with? People that were willing to take marching orders from her, but if you set that line with her, then you were immediately ridiculed and had uh, your... Well, look what she did to Marjorie Taylor Greene and uh, Lauren Boebert. Removed them. They're still in power. They're still elected official, but they were... Uh, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Alleved of, their, alleved of all their assignments. Moving on. One of the names most frequently tossed around as a potential successor to Pelosi is Hakeem Jeffries, the chair of the House Democratic Caucus. But Jeffries has been careful to avoid public suggestions that he is angling for the speakership. Late last month, the New York congressman even said he has, quote, never thought about becoming speaker if Pelosi retires, end quote, which elicited some eye rolls from Washington press corps. A spokesperson for Jeffries declined to comment for this story. Regardless of when Pelosi steps down and who succeeds her, Democrats seem to agree that she will be a tough act to follow. Pelosi has proven quite effective in u- at uniting the various, fract- various factions of her caucus to pass important legislation, including the Affordable Care Act and now potentially the Reconciliation Package. Whoever follows in Pelosi's footsteps will have to keep the Democratic coalition together, and the current speaker has set high standards in that regard. Given Democrats' narrow majority in the House, Pelosi's efforts in the coming week to pass a reconciliation package may be her most challenging task yet. Quote, Failing to do that would put a dent in her hard-won reputation as one of the greatest legislative leaders in American history. Nancy Pelosi's favorite simp said, Biden has a lot at stake in this fight, and so does she. Some legacy. Now we move on from that article to the last article of this upload. And the last article from this, for well, for this upload, comes from Politico. House Dems retirement rush continues with two new departures. It's a sign of the party's diminishing hopes of keeping the House majority after next year's midterm elections. This article is by Ali Mutnick and Sarah Ferris and Heather Cagle. A pair of long-time House Democrats announced their retirement on Monday, the latest in a string of departures that has left some in the party anxious, bracing for more ahead of what could be a brutal midterm. Oh, it's going to be brutal. I mean, just look at what happened in Virginia. Uh, again, that was a that was a race that knocked a long-term Clinton ally right out of the race in a very aggressive manner. Plus, it doesn't help that the whole nation saw the protesters that he paid to stand outside uh, Yunkin's bus the tiki torches, like, and, and here's the thing, for them being so alt-right and racist, they had a black guy, an Asian woman, and a bunch of, like, various white dudes, and judging by the babuskas on one of them, at least one Jewish guy. So, I mean, 
the fucking McCullough campaign paid to have writers or at least actors stand outside of the Yunkin bus to make it look like a bunch of racist alt rightists came out to support Yunkin. And within 48 hours of that, the whole world knew that that was a fucking hoax. Embarrassing. Pennsylvania Rep. Mike Doyle and North Carolina Rep. David Price, who both spent decades in the House, said Monday that they would not seek re-election, becoming the 6th and 7th Democrat to announce their retirements ahead of next November. This is brutal. Senior Democrats downplayed the latest announcements, saying both Price and Doyle had been privately forecasting their retirement plans to close college for several months. But the loss of two longtime members, both deans of their respective state delegations, comes as the House as the House Democratic Caucus faces potential for significant turnover next year, including its top leaders. Quote, While it's time for me to retire, it is no time to flag in our efforts to secure a more perfect union and to lead and to protect and expand our democracy, Price said in a statement. The House Democrats have lost more than a half dozen incumbents to retirement so far in this cycle. That includes House Budget Chair John Yermuth, who announced last week that he would not be seeking re-election, potentially clearing a path for his son to run for the seat. Neither Yarmouth Price nor Doyle are in clear peril of losing their seats in the coming uh, redistricting. But the departure of such senior Democrats does not inspire confidence in the party's midterm prospects. Price, for instance, oversees transportation and housing issues for the House Appropriations Committee. Doyle is retiring from a solidly blue Pittsburgh area seat. He already had a primary challenger, and his departure will likely draw other big-name Democrats. Pennsylvania is losing a seat with redistricting as a GOP-led legislator, but Democratic Governor Tom Wolf can veto any Republican-drawn map. Price represents a safe Democratic seat in North Carolina's Research Triangle area. The state is gaining a seat in in redistricting, and Republicans have a total control over the process. They join the others retiring. They join the other retiring Democrats. Rep. Uh, Fileman Vela of Texas, Ann Kilpatrick of Arizona, Cherry Bustos of Illinois, and Ron Kind of Wisconsin. The National Republican Congressional Committee hopes to contest all those seats. Five other members are leaving to seek other elected office, including Rep. Connor Lamb, who is running for Senate and represents a district bordering Doyle in western Pennsylvania. Doyle said he had agonized over his decision going back and forth throughout the year on whether or not to seek a 15th term. Jesus fucking Christ. 15 terms? Jesus, buddy. Save some cor- corruption for the rest of us. Ultimately, the new lines played a role. 
and he said he hoped that his and Lamb's departure provided, quote, an opportunity to look at the congressional map in Allegheny County with fresh eyes and hopefully draw in such draw it in in such a way that we can prevent preserve to democratic seats to democratic seats quote the redistrict redistricting i don't know why i have such an issue with that word the redistricting will change this district and most likely push it outside of Allegheny County he said in a news conference quote this is a good transition time for a new member to start in a new district. The announcement by Doyle and Price came shortly after the deadline for filing a third quarter campaign finance report. So though neither is particularly prolific fundraisers, both pull in especially low totals over the past three months. Several other Democrats raised alarm bells within the party for their meager fundraising. Reps Grace Napolitano of California Lucille Roybal Allard of California and Marcy Kupter of Ohio and Eddie Bernice Johnson of Texas, who has already suggested that he would step down in 2022. But party leaders are most worried about departures by younger members in tough seats who would both hurt morale and face National Democrats and would force National Democrats to drop millions to defend their districts. Do it. Some Democrats privately pointed to Rep. Uh, Stephanie Murphy, a three-term rising star from the Orlando area, who raised just 140000 in the third quarter, down from over 825000 the previous quarter. But people close to Murphy said those second-term figures were larger than usual because she had been planning to announce a Senate bid, though the decision was ultimately thwarted when another Orlando Democrat rep, Val Demings, unexpectedly jumped into the race. Murphy, uh, Murphy District could, be, uh, could become much tougher in the coming redistrict, redistricting. Republicans control the map-making process in Florida, but Murphy allies acknowledge that she has so far outraised every potential GOP challenger and will likely step up her fundraising after her state's maps are drafted next year. Already, Democrat Rep. Vignetti Gonzalez has hinted that she will shift districts after Republicans make changes to South Texas' map switching to run for a for much of the retiring Vela's territory. His likely move will deprive Democrats of an incumbent with a large war chest of new districts in the, in the GOP. And the GOP is drawing to make a pickup opportunity. The announcements of the two senior Democrats come as many within the caucus quietly consider what the makeup of their leadership team will be after the next year. Speaker Nancy Pelosi previously signaled that this was her last term, although she has declined in recent months to clarify when she plans to retire. It is widely expected within the caucus that when Pelosi leaves, her longtime deputies, House Majority Leader Steny Hoyer, and home, oh, sorry, Stanley Hoyer of Maryland, and Majority Whip 
Jim Clyburn of Southern Carolina will also face pressure to step down. The departures of the leadership trio, along with a series of longtime Democrats who are retiring, would be a systemic shift for the caucus, which has been led by Pelosi and her leadership team for much of the last two decades. Pelosi recently said Democrats' massive social spending bill was a, quote, culmination of my service in Congress. But pushed back when reporters asked if that signaled that this was, in fact, her last term in Congress. Quote, get out of here, get out of here, Pelosi told reporters in response. Now, I'm going to give you my final thoughts on this episode before I wrap it up and get some damn sleep. Joe Biden's agenda is dead in the waters. And with more and more signs coming out that there's a massive red wave in the works, I think you're going to see a lot more Democrats resigning. And the fact that Nancy Pelosi and her two evil sidekicks are clearly signaling some sort of retiring and refusing to say whether or not she's actually saying she is or not. Plus, there's been talk for about a year. There's something about two years ago that she said she was going to retire. Because she thought Trump was going to go down in flames with the impeachment. Well, if she retires and this red wave continues to spread as more and more local uh, local positions get taken over by populists and more and more unlikely winners come forward, like the guy who won in uh, New Jersey. We didn't win governor, but we won senator. He's just a trucker who ran. He was doing an interview, and he was like, I have no idea what I'm going to do, but I'm going to do it for the people. Well, these rats know the, know the ship's sinking, so they're bailing so they don't go down in the flames with it. Because let's face it, this is, is a historically bad administration, and history's going to remember this administration very badly. They're just hoping to avoid the ire of history's long gaze. But, who knows, I've been wrong before. That being said, thank you for listening to the show. This has been Inside Four Walls. I've been your host, James Masson, and I wish you a great rest of your day.